I've worked as a copywriter for a long time um, in like agency environments. And it just, it's, there are so many reasons that, that the agency format doesn't really serve the majority of, of women-owned brands, um, especially right now. So I wanted to kind of come up with a way to make it a little more accessible um, and of course affordable so that someone who is running their own business, um, especially if they're the only person in the business, uh, so that they can work with me and not have it be, you know, this huge undertaking of signing a contract and getting a whole agency and things like that. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Ben, side hustle entrepreneur, coach, consultant, and the host of this podcast, Side Hustle Divas. I've spent the last 10 years of my life building side hustles that work, and my mission is to help you find, start, and grow your side hustle so you can make that extra money. I'm talking to my favorite side hustlers about what's working for them and how you can find some of the same success. So with that, let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Side Hustle Divas. I am so excited to be back. This is the fourth episode, which means we've kind of been doing this for like about a month now, which is amazing. And I'm so excited to just be here with you doing Side Hustle Divas. It's been really fun. I love having a podcast. I think it's fun to have a podcast. I think kind of everybody should have a podcast, especially if you're a side hustler who is trying to get your ideas out there and trying to market your business. I think a podcast is a great idea. So before we get started with our guest, who is amazing, by the way, before we get started with her, I have an update just on my personal life that is going to impact my side hustle coaching and my content a little bit, but not too much. So the update is very exciting. I actually got a job and I am so excited because I've been unemployed, actually. Um, I got let go in April of 2020. So I've been unemployed for about 10, 11 months now. And I've been job hunting. I've been looking for a job. Um, and I finally found one. So I'm going to be working at Life Labs, which is a training company um, in New York and San Francisco. And it's a very good company. And I'm very excited to be joining. Um, I'm going to be a program consultant. So my job will be to help companies find training solutions for their companies and their teams. And you know what? I'm just very excited for that. Um, and I think it's going to be a really fun job. So I start that on Monday. I'm recording this on Thursday. So I have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday left uh, to relax and be a little bit productive and get things done and ready for my job. But um, I wanted to just say that because my timing is going to be a little bit different moving forward. But I will say my content is not going to be different. I'm still going to be able to do all of my coaching and I'm going to be on YouTube. And so don't worry, don't be afraid. I'm going to be able to continue with this content. So um, I just wanted to get that out there before we move forward. Um, because I, I love doing the side hustle content and I think it's really fun. But are you ready? So I want to introduce our guest today. Our guest is somebody who is not only my best friend, but is somebody who has started her own business in the pandemic and is somebody that I'm really impressed by. So today we have Kelly Moran, who is the founder of Little Rebellion, which is a copywriting company for women-owned brands. So she goes out and does copywriting projects for all kinds of women-owned brands. In fact, I have her little mug here. Uh, to support her business to um, her Etsy shop. And I'm very excited to have her on the show because 
She offers so much to women-owned brands. She offers email marketing copy, website copy, um, product descriptions, and so much more. She is um, working full-time right now and hoping to make her side hustle a full-time gig, which I think is something that we all share as a dream. Um, and I think that that's really, really cool. In addition to that, she is fundraising right now um, on iFundWomen to help fuel her growth and to help her take this thing full time. And I think that that's a really cool thing that she's doing. So check her out um, as we're as you're listening, as you're watching, go check her out at Little Rebellion uh, on Instagram. She'll be tagged here. So go click on her link and go check her out because she's an awesome person. She's an awesome, entre awesome entrepreneur. And I'm so excited to be interviewing her today. So I'm going to bring in Kelly. Welcome Kelly Moran to Side Hustle Divas. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to finally have you on the pod. Yeah, me too. I mean, it hasn't been too long, but I'm, it's very exciting. <laughs> I know. I feel like my last version of my podcast, The Dream Life with Ben Hawes, was not really um, guest friendly. And that's um. something that is uh, working for me in my new iteration of my side hustle content, is being able to talk to other people and have guests um, to talk about their side hustles. I think that applies to like all aspects of side hustling is that just as soon as you start talking to other people about it, it's so much better. <laughs> I agree. It's so awesome. Um, so what I like to do with all guests when they first join the podcast is just ask you to walk us through a week in your life. Start with Monday and end with the weekend. Okay. So here's, here's where I'm going to ask for uh, leniency. Mm -hmm. Recently, I feel like with the pandemic, my I've tried so many different routines and it just like keeps changing. But currently um, I'm trying to do a good job of seeing Sundays as the beginning of my week. So okay. I'm using Sundays as like, like the, the first part of Sunday is where I'm supposed to be setting myself up for success for the week. Um, like wrapping up anything that I might not be able to get to for a few days with little rebellion. Cause I do have a full-time job, as you mentioned. Um, I'm also planning a wedding, <laughs> so, <laughs> trying to respond to emails and stuff like that. Just getting as as much off my plate on Sunday as I can so that the rest of the week is smooth sailing. Uh, and then on weekdays, um, again, full-time job, uh, pretty often it requires me to work late, uh, which is fine. Um, when I don't need to, I use that time to work on Little Rebellion. Uh, and then, of course, sometimes I have to decide to just, like, sit and watch TV. Uh, <laughs> I try to do that as much as I can because I don't like to... I don't like to feel like I'm trying to monetize all of my time. So I try to get that relaxation in. Um, and then Saturdays are really my like, okay, I'm chilling. Like I'm not gonna, not working right now. Yeah. So um, you talked about your full-time job. Walk us through what you offer with Little Rebellion. Yeah. So Little Rebellion is my current side hustle, hopefully soon to be <laughs> a permanent gig. Um, but it's essentially, uh, it's, it's something I've set up to bring copywriting, like brand copywriting to women-owned brands. Um, I've worked as a copywriter for a long time um, in like agency environments. And it just, it's, there are so many reasons that, that the agency format doesn't really serve the majority of, of women-owned brands, um, especially right now. So I wanted to kind of come up with a way to make it a little more accessible um, and of course affordable um, so that someone who is running their own business, um, especially if they're the only person in the business, uh, so that they can work with me and not have it be, you know, this huge undertaking of signing a contract and getting a whole agency and things like that. 
And what made you want to work with women-owned brands? Ooh, um, I <laughs> but um, I've always, I've always been. It's been important to me for a long time to like shop with women-owned brands, and I'm, I have tried to be pretty aware of like where my money is going. Um, but I think, as everyone is saying every other sentence right now, the pandemic um, really, really brought to light that uh, the current current employment is not set up for women and it's not set up to keep us covered when shit hits the fan. Can I swear here? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Um, and so, you know, a lot women were just like hung out to dry. Like we were the first to get let go, um, last to get relief, um, especially women of color, of course. And it just, you know, it's, it's not good. And I hate the idea of, all these women who were just shafted by that same system having to go back to it for stable employment, I would much rather they have the support that they need to start their own thing. And then in thinking of that, I realized, you know, there are, there are so many women out there who have been doing that, who like did leave the typical nine to five to support themselves entirely. And if you, you know, if you're a single mom and you've been running your own business for five years at this point and the pandemic hit, and your life, you know, went haywire and you've got a kid who's doing online learning and things like that, then, you know, if you need to rewrite your website, that's like, that's probably not something that you want to do. And you, if you do want to do it, you certainly don't want it to take like 10 different meetings and a whole team of people. You just want to get it done. So I want to start solving those problems for people. Yeah. And have you been working with a lot of women and getting feedback from them about your work? Yeah, it's been great. Um, I would say, so I started Little Rebellion in, I love that you have the mug. <laughs> I know. Running things. Um, <laughs> Even though I'm not a woman, but I'm a huge supporter. Yeah. Allies, I'm a huge fan. Allies always welcome. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, I started Little Rebellion in April of last year. Um, and I think like most people who kind of start a side hustle um, or who are especially serial entrepreneurs, it didn't start as a fully baked idea. I just kind of like had a couple things that I was thinking about and I just wanted to start somewhere. Um, so I started an Etsy shop, started offering some services. And since then I've worked with multiple different brands in different industries, um, all women who are just running their own show and doing a great job at it. Um, a couple who are starting something brand new, which is really exciting. Um, and it's been, I feel like the whole process of doing this for a year has really helped me know what the next phase needs to look like. Mm -hmm. And our topic today is really around finding that dream customer and working with those dream clients. So one of my first questions for that is, what do you get out of working with your dream client? Like, what do you get out of working with women uh, in your side hustle? I think for me, the biggest thing is that, um, like I said, I've worked in agency environments and I, I've, I've been working in marketing forever <laughs> and I think that um looking back I was also let go you and I were like <laughs> almost at the exact same time within an hour I think <laughs> yeah exactly um so you know it going through that kind of thing makes you really like reflect on kind of what your career has looked like and I, I started realizing that I, I'm really proud of the work that I've done. I've done awesome stuff. I think it's great. I will toot my own horn as much <laughs> as I do. But looking back at it, it's all stuff that is continuing to benefit really men. Like the only people making money off of the work that I have done are men. Um, 
And if I am waking up every morning and going to bed every night wishing that women had more say in how relief is handled, which businesses get relief, which businesses are successful, then I can't just work <laughs> with men. So yeah. I think working with women and, and making those connections with women who are tr on the same wavelength that I am, it just makes all the work more rewarding because I know that when, when the project is done and I walk away, the work that I've done is going to continue helping the people that I want to helping long term. And has it been hard to make that transition or has it been easy? That's such a good question. Um, it's had its challenges because it's so, um, it's so different collaborating with like a single business owner um, compared to, you know, a, a huge brand that like has had established guidelines, like brand guidelines for years and years. So it's a lot, it's definitely been a learning process of trying to understand like, okay, what do these women actually need? What, what are my misconceptions about what businesses need? And that's just, it only applies to like the majority of male owned businesses um, versus what do they actually need? It's taught me a lot. Um, and it's been great. Yeah, I think I've been watching from the sidelines. And I just like love your business. I think you're doing such a good job at reaching out to the right people. Oh, um, one of the questions I have for you is if somebody is starting their side hustle in 2021, or they have a side hustle, and they're struggling to target the right people, uh, what can they do to find the same kind of fit that you've found with women owned brands? I think, um, you know, I think the most important thing, if you really don't know, if you really don't have any idea who you're interested in working with, I think the best thing you can do is just put it out there and see who, who see who is interested. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's really no other way to find out for sure. You can, I, I started with a survey, um, before I even launched. Um, and you know, there were all kinds of things that I was hoping that would teach me. But really what it taught me was that I just needed to try something and see what worked. Um, so that would be my recommendation is, you know, just get in there, put it out there, see who responds to it. Um, and, you know, see if that's, if those are people who you would feel valued by when you're working with them. Yeah. And I don't know if you side hustle divas out there understand, but we have a marketing expert on our hands here. So <laughs> I want to take a couple of minutes to just ask some questions around marketing, getting the word out there and kind of what channels people can be using uh, to get the word out about their side hustle. So that's my first question is like, what channels do you think are working for getting a message across right now? Ooh, as much as I hate to say it, uh, <laughs> Instagram has been just hugely important. Partly, um, I mean, obviously the reach is great um, and, and being able to just have people discover you so easily is awesome. Um, but I think uh, the other good thing about Instagram has been that by starting a side hustle like account, um, it gives me a chance to follow people who, you know, spark interest and like, oh, I'm interested in what that person's doing. And these are all women owned businesses. So it becomes like a home base of seeing all different kinds of people who you'd love to work with. Um, and from that, I mean, I've started creating a mailing list. I'll be doing direct mail. Uh, of start an email list right now. If you're listening to this, and you have a side hustle, or you're even thinking about starting one, start an email list, give people one easy way to sign up for email, and you will not regret it. I just started my email list and actually just today I hit 100 subscribers. Yes. And it, the value only increases. It's the best. I know. I haven't sent an email though, so I might need your help. <laughs> oh, we can definitely help with that. <laughs> um, what have you learned about content since you started Little, Little Rebellion? Ooh, uh, I keep saying ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's okay. I have learned, I've always been really involved in content, being in largely email marketing um, and just a lot of like brand content strategy. It's always something that's been in my mind. I, I manage a lot of content calendars for all different businesses. So I'm always thinking about it, but it's never been my content before. Um, so what I've learned in doing it for, for Little Rebellion for myself is that if I'm not into, if I'm not, if I'm not really into the content that I'm posting, I'm just not going to post it. I'm going to get bored. I'm going to not be in the mood to do, you know, social media at all. Um, I won't come up with anything really great. Like it, it has to be stuff that I actually think is super cool. Um, and for me, that has led to having, I think, less content than, than you, a lot of people are probably used to seeing by, from mm -hmm. new businesses. Um, but I like what I have and I'm happy with going with quality over quantity. Yeah, for me, I've found that since I've gone into this world where I have a niche and I'm actually um, posting about something that I know about and something that I care about, it's been a lot easier coming up with content because before I didn't really know what I wanted to post about and everything was kind of jumbled around. Mm -hmm. I was doing some comedy stuff. I was doing some like business tips that were not side hustle related. And I would sometimes post about like just actually doing my side hustle. But in my private conversations, I was having conversations with you and other people and a lot of other friends. And I was just giving, you know, like advice and learning from them and just like figuring out like that I loved having conversations about side hustles. Mm -hmm. And once I decided to transition that into my content, I have been, <laughs> I have been <laughs> making content like no other, like it has been so in a lot of ways easy for me to come up with it now that I have the niche and now that I actually have um, people who are asking me questions. Mm -hmm. Once people ask me questions, I'm like, I'll just make a piece of content about it. And it just is now flowing and it's becoming way more natural. And that's kind of what I have learned since you started Little Rebellion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you learned that without me. <laughs> uh, no, I, think, I think you hit the nail on the head. Coming up with the niche is such an important part of it. Um, again, if you're somebody who is kind of a serial entrepreneur, you've always been into just like trying, starting different things, then I think when you're, when you're in the beginning of that, it's, it's tempting to like stay really broad and appeal to everybody because you worry that you're going to be putting yourself in a box otherwise. But like you said, picking the niche, it just automatically makes it so much easier to come up with, to know exactly who you're talking to and what you want to say. And it, like you said, it just, it comes so much more naturally. Yeah, absolutely. Another topic I wanted to discuss with you because you're one of my only friends who's doing this is fundraising. Oh. Um, and I know you're doing a big fundraiser right now. You're raising funds through crowdsourcing, crowdfunding. Yep. And um, I just wanted to ask you about it. How has it been? What have you learned so far? And if somebody is on here wanting to support you, how can they support you? Love all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the crowdfunding has been interesting. I was really hesitant, like really hesitant about it because asking for money on the internet is not something that I have mm -hmm. <laughs> ever been interested in doing. Um, but, you know, it's it's been nice. I think it has, um, I think the process of starting the crowdfunding page and having to like really write out my pitch and think about what I'm saying and who I'm talking to, um, that was a really important part of me developing this idea. Um, and I think it has been instrumental in making it easier for my friends and family to like get a quick understanding, mm -hmm. quick thorough understanding of, of what I'm aiming for. Um, and as far as like the success of it goes, I think what I'm learning is that uh, 
you know, my tendency to be hesitant with this, like my, my hesitancy around asking for money on the internet, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not going to get me anywhere. You know, I, you, you have to be ready to really repeatedly post about it, ask people about it, send it directly to people, all those things that make you, you know, cringe and feel uncomfortable. It's got to happen or else you're not going to see the numbers move. Um, and that also takes a lot of time. You have to, you know, you're, you're pitching people. You have to really put effort into it. Um, which I will say makes it really hard to do when you also have a full time job. <laughs> yeah, right. And if somebody is trying to work on some type of pitch or some type of like document that explains what they do, do you have any like, and I hate the term quick tips, but like, do you have any like advice for people on their copywriting to make something a little bit more good for sales? Um, yeah, I think uh, one one thing that I see a lot of people struggle with, I think, um, is that if you're not a writer and you're kind of intimidated by this like monumental task of having to write your pitch, um, it's tempting to try to just like, you know, sound as smart as you can and things like that. But really the best way to start is going to be keeping it basic. So write down, I mean, the question should literally be, what do we do? What mm -hmm. are we trying to solve? Who do we serve? Like just as simple as possible and it'll come together from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so I want to start closing in and talking a little bit more broadly about side hustles in general. And my question for you is, what do you wish you knew before you started this side hustle? There can uh, be plenty. <laughs> uh, gosh. Another way I can frame it is, what advice do you have for people who want to start a side hustle in 2021? Uh, you know, I think I kind of touched on this earlier, but I think that my biggest advice is something that you're always really good at, at reminding me of is that you just need to start and you just put it out there. Um, your idea might not be fully baked, but like, just start talking to your friends about it. Just start getting in touch with a side hustle coach who might be <laughs> like, just run, run your ideas by somebody because they're not gonna, you can't shape them into the final product unless you're looking at them and talking about them and, and getting your hands dirty. Like you just, you have to start the process of creating what you're trying to create in order for it to exist. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this a lot in our text message back and forth, but who, who are your entrepreneurial role models? Oh, um, <laughs> there are so many, uh, but especially over, over this past year, um, I think probably Aurora James, who's the founder of Brother Valley's uh, fashion label um, that she started. And they do, I mean, the the way that she was able to pivot that business the second that things got rocky at the beginning of the pandemic, it just was brilliant. I think she's like the perfect example of like, if you have business questions and like entrepreneurship questions, like ask a woman. <laughs> yeah. She has done it all. She, she knows, she knew what she was doing. She's brilliant. And since then, she's also started the 15% pledge, um, which is trying to get retailers to dedicate at least 15% of their shelf space to black owned brands so that the money being spent in stores better reflects the actual layout of US demographics. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. And the very last question I have for you, and then we'll close out the podcast and we did it is where can people follow you and how can they support you? Yeah, uh, I'm on Instagram. I have my own personal Instagram, of course, but you can follow Little Rebellion at littlerebellion.co. Um, we have links to the iFund Women campaign uh, in the bio and also in my bio. 
Um, and just visit littlerebellion.co if you want to learn more. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kelly Moran of Little Rebellion, for being a guest on Side Hustle Divas. We'll have to have you back to talk more. Oh, um, I really appreciate it. Um, and thank you to everybody who has listened and watched. I will see you next time. Thank you. Bye.